Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. So today, I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind because, and you might have seen this too, there's been a lot of media coverage recently about this person named Lil Tay. And Lil Tay is someone who I remember from my like childhood, like early days on the internet. She is a Canadian former internet personality who branded herself as like the youngest flexer of the century. Like I think that was what she would say. She was kind of at the height of her fame in like 2018 if I remember correctly or maybe like it was earlier like 2016 17 anyway it was pretty obvious that she was like trolling because she would like release cringy rap videos and swear all the time and like wear Gucci tracksuits and sit in like expensive cars like flashing giant wads of cash and she would also like really appropriate black culture like she was kind of in the camp of bad baby and whoa Vicky like white girls pretending to be black or Lil Tay is not white but like non-black girls pretending to be black so that's obviously probably problematic but I really don't know how much I can blame her for it because recently it's become evident that she and her brother are being abused by their parents both physically and mentally and that she was basically forced to act this way on camera for views when she was like maybe 10 or 11 so that they could make money off of her social media presence but the reason why she's in the news now is that this Instagram post came out saying she and her brother were dead but apparently that was fake and Lil Tay confirmed herself in an interview with TMZ that they're both alive and her account was just hacked so I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a prank by someone external to the situation. I don't know if it was like her parents trying to like, I don't know. I know there's like a messy legal situation, like a custody battle, but this whole situation got me thinking about people using their kids for content online in general. And I wouldn't go so far as to call it abusive. Like obviously the Lil Tay situation is child abuse, but I don't think using your kids for content is good parenting in my opinion. As someone who probably will never be a parent, we'll see. I don't know. this episode I'm going to discuss three main groups of people I see who tend to exploit their kids for content on the internet beyond just like the typical clickbait YouTube family channels where all the video titles are like putting our dog down or like telling our daughter I had a miscarriage or something horrible like that in all caps and they like force their kids to cry for the thumbnail. I'm not talking about like those people specifically today because I feel like it's pretty obvious why that's problematic. I want to talk about some of the more insidious ones or some of the ones that you might not have heard of and then I'll share my overall thoughts and reflections on using your kids for content. So the first trend I've noticed is like the unschooling movement. So it's basically a form of homeschooling that's very like self-directed in a way that's kind of similar to Montessori but definitely not the same and unlike homeschooling I don't think it has like a curriculum or any like formal education requirements and I'm not actually against homeschooling in general. I think it works really well for some people and I actually like more child-directed forms of learning like the Montessori method. As you should all know if you listen to my episode called I Survived Montessori School. And in general, I do think schooling should be more balanced and provide like real world experiences in addition to traditional classroom education. And I do think some things like really stressful exam conditions are really bad for kids. And there's a lot that we can do to make things like that less stressful and allow kids to actually do their best and get feedback that helps them instead of just like a number. But that being said, I do not think that children should be allowed to completely direct their own education because most kids don't know exactly what they want to learn and what they want to do. Most adults don't even know that. Like that's why we're exposed to a variety of curricular areas in school so we can kind of figure out what we like the most and what we're best at. And the public school system is obviously extremely flawed. And do I think knowing calculus was strictly necessary for my education? No, but I do think that it taught me something about myself, which is that I can do hard things even when they feel impossible at times. And I do think it did help 
me with physics, which has actually helped me understand the world in a deeper way and formulate better scientific hypotheses. So I do think getting to dip your toes into a lot of different subject areas in elementary, middle, and high school is a pretty good thing in general. And I just don't think that most parents have the skills and both depth and breadth of knowledge necessary to be like completely responsible for their child's education. I think that parents should kind of be more responsible for practical and moral education and teachers should mostly be responsible for academic education. But it's different if like someone's parents are literally teachers or professors or they just have a lot of skills and knowledge and are just great educators. So I think unschooling is okay in principle, but my main concerns are just like the lack of structure and the fact that you can avoid mildly distressing subjects and activities and situations so easily that you might never learn how to cope with them. Learning requires discomfort, not an unreasonable amount, but definitely some. And life is just full of uncomfortable situations in general, and you have to develop the resilience and skills necessary to deal with them. It's part of growing up, and it's going to be really hard to have a happy life without being able to do that. I also think that because these kids aren't going to school and are probably mostly playing with only other unschooled kids, their social environment is probably less diverse than it should be. They're not being exposed to like a broad range of different ideas, and like their social opportunities are so limited. And I'll get into like the overall lack of diversity in these movements a bit later. But basically, a lot of unschooling people do make content involving their children because, I mean, they've got to be like with their kids a lot of the time. So it's hard to work in a way that is completely separate from your kids if you are responsible for full time childcare and like supposedly full time education. So the next major category of people who I see making a lot of content with their kids is like van life slash digital nomad families. And this is basically like people who live in camper vans and make money off of like sharing tips about living in camper vans or RVs specifically with a family. And I think there are some major issues with this situation. I understand that van life can be like cheaper for one person or maybe two people and it can be a very fulfilling way of life. I don't know how sustainable it is but it's probably more sustainable than living in a house but I think the problem arises when you start trying to have a family in like a camper van because even with optimized storage and like the best possible most logical sleeping arrangements that you can come up with it would still be incredibly cramped in terms of personal space and you could argue that people could just like hang out outside or whatever but like there's only so much you can do that like kids and especially teenagers need privacy and personal space to like self-determine and explore stuff about themselves without their parents constantly knowing like everything going on in their lives and I feel like this could just lead to them being unable to form healthy boundaries as adults I think either they could have a total lack of boundaries because they've grown up with a total lack of boundaries or they could rebel against their parents invading their personal space and boundaries all of the time by like closing themselves off to human interaction and like wanting a ton of personal space all the time which is like it's okay if you're like that but it's not necessarily great if it like comes from a place of like childhood trauma you know you have to distinguish like what is serving you and what is just a relic of your childhood trauma but anyway another issue with like the whole van family thing is that being constantly on the move means it's really hard for your kids to establish lasting meaningful connections with other kids outside your family and I mean you could argue that it makes for like a nice tight-knit family but ultimately your kids should probably have some external social relationships too and I mean talk to anyone who moved around a lot as a kid like it can be very disruptive for your social development so I basically think that people are doing a disservice to their kids by imposing this lifestyle on them and also obviously by exploiting them for content.
content. Then the third major type of people that I see doing this are members of the like homesteading movement or trend. And the term comes from the Homestead Act of 1862, which basically gave like free land in the American Midwest and West to white settlers who were willing to go live there and farm on it. Mind you, there were people on that land, but the US government didn't consider them people. So the idea of homesteading has its origins in colonialism. And I think the modern homesteading movement is definitely still a manifestation of colonialism because, I mean, so much of it takes place on stolen indigenous land. And I also noticed that most of the people engaging in this are white and also Christian, weirdly. For some reason, Christian ideology is usually tied into this somehow. Actually, I haven't seen a single content creator in the homesteading space who is not white. So there you go. And it kind of ties in with the whole like trad wife slash like return to traditionalism. And ideologically, I think that a lot of these communities can be like regressive echo chambers. Now, don't get me wrong, like subsistence agriculture and like small scale agriculture is cool. Growing your own vegetables is awesome. But it's important to keep in mind that most of the people who are like moving out to the middle of nowhere to start their own farms were pretty privileged to begin with. It's like extremely expensive to do that. You have to have a lot of capital in order to establish a farm that will allow you to subsist, especially with a family. And this lifestyle is definitely not accessible to everyone, contrary to what a lot of them would have you believe. And I'll definitely talk more about privilege later. But I think that like urban farming and like community gardens are more compelling ideas than one family isolating themselves and making loads of money off of like aesthetic TikToks of them baking homemade bread and like feeding their chickens or whatever. Yes, it's nice and cute, but it is still very individualistic in a way that I'm not really cool about. It's not really about like mutual aid or community support. It's kind of about like, again, isolation and just like making a bunch of money off of exploiting your kids for content. And these three communities, unschoolers, van families, and homesteaders have a lot of overlap because I mean, van families and homesteaders kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. So it makes sense for them to homeschool or unschool their kids. And I also see that the demographics are pretty similar between most of these communities. I guess unschooling is probably more broad demographically speaking, but like mostly white, mostly spiritual in some sense, even if they're not specifically Christian, and mostly rich. So next I kind of want to talk about this like thing that people tell themselves when they are someone who makes a living by making content off of their kids. It's this idea that spending more time with my kids is good for them and it's good that I can combine working and taking care of my kids and do it all at the same time. And I think that this can sound kind of good on paper, but like if you think about it in practice, like if you're constantly shoving a camera in your kid's face or you're on your phone replying to DMs or answering comments and doing all the work that comes with a social media job, the time you're spending with your kids is probably not like fulfilling or enriching for them and they might feel like they're constantly struggling to get your attention and competing for your attention with a device that has literally been engineered to take up as much of your attention as possible. And I think this could lead them to develop attention-seeking tendencies that will get them into trouble throughout their life. And it also teaches them very early on to value themselves based on external validation and praise, whether that comes from you or from social media followers or even the revenue they generate as they get old enough to understand that part of it. And this means that they will be crushed if they suddenly lose those external sources of validation because they just don't have a strong sense of intrinsic self-worth. They never developed it. And it's just really fucked up to think that your kid is having to essentially interact with like a camera instead of you a lot of the time or having their interaction with you mediated by a camera or a phone. The effects of this haven't been like extensively studied yet because it's such a new phenomenon, obviously, but that cannot possibly be good for 
for their psychological development. So I think that as much as possible, keeping work time and family time separate is healthiest so that you can devote your full energy and attention to your kids and be present with them for at least some periods of time. Even if you have to be like doing house chores or whatever, like while interacting with your kids, it's still way better than being completely detached from them because you're on your phone or because you're trying to film content and thinking about how the content is going to look at the end. So something that is glaringly obvious about all of these communities and the phenomenon of parents exploiting their children for content is the immense, immense privilege required to have this kind of lifestyle. Again, to live that trad farm lifestyle, it takes so much capital and financial stability to like go buy your own land or just to be able to use social media as your only income source and still have the kind of quality of life that so many family bloggers have. Like many of them are very comfortable. They're very well off. And that can't be just from social media because they've only recently gone viral enough to start making loads of money off of it. And I noticed that a lot of these people also happen to be white, which adds another dimension to their privilege. Like if you think about a white family living in a van altogether versus like a black family living in a van, the white family is going to be way safer and be targeted way less by like cops and also like predatory racists at night, depending on where they live. Like if you think about having to sleep overnight in a van, like that has got to be way scarier for people who experience systemic racism. And being white also means that they're more likely to have accumulated generational wealth, which is part of what allows them to like do this thing where they renounce the real world and go live off the grid or go live somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and stay afloat in their social media bubbles and make all of their money off of social media. Like making money via social media does require a lot of effort and it is hard in some ways and it is very unfair in some ways, but it's also arguably a way cushier job than the kinds of jobs that most people have to work. Also, I feel like being physically attractive is still a prerequisite for social media success in many corners of the internet. So that is another element of privilege to consider. Like a lot of these parents are like young couples who are like really conventionally attractive. And another really worrying thing is that people exploit the fact that other people think their kids are cute so they can make more money off of them because there are a whole lot of disgusting creeps on the internet. It is a cesspool out there. Like I cannot emphasize enough how dangerous it is on the internet for children. And in principle, I just think that content farming your kids is extremely damaging to them and also to the parent-child relationship in general. I mean, first of all, it just like obviously violates their consent. And when they become old enough to realize what's happening to them, they might not want this content of them online, but there's nothing that they can do about it. Like once you put something on the internet, you really can't just like make it go away. And these children are also alienated from their labor. If you think about it, they're basically acting. And I could do a whole nother episode about like child actors because that is that must be crazy for the child psyche I mean it is if you've read Jeanette McCurdy's memoir or like other memoirs by child actors but these children are alienated from the products of their labor which I mean is a classic feature of capitalism like their parents are basically like their bosses except if the boss took all of their money but I mean you could argue that the parents give the children back the profits of their labor in the form of providing for them or you could argue that like the labor the parent puts in is also important and part of the social media income should go to the parent obviously and also children don't know what to do with the profits of their labor and I mean if most people are good parents and are educated enough to know about like investing and saving money they could put that money aside for their children in some kind of fund so that they can have it when they get older but I think in most cases the parents aren't really thinking about compensating their kids for labor and I also just don't think children should have to work and I just think it's messed up that like the parent-child relationship and the like worker-boss 
this relationship becomes so entangled so early in life like and their parents attention is constantly divided between their kids and also like likes and views and engagement and they have no way to compartmentalize their work and home life and I also just think it's incredibly fucked up to think of your children as commodities and it puts pressure on them to modify their natural behavior to make you more money instead of being themselves because they want to please you and this is tricky because it's natural to want to please your parents and some combination of capitalism and family pressure makes you want to make money to give back to them but that's not the ideal scenario like most of us do operate that way because we live under capitalism but ideally I mean you would have your natural passions and aptitudes nurtured and you should absolutely not be thrown from the frying pan into the fire of capitalism like as soon as you pop out the womb and that's what parents are doing when they're exploiting their kids for content so obviously I recognize that not everyone is lucky and privileged enough to have a carefree or idyllic childhood but I think that as much as possible childhood should be a time when you're kind of allowed to develop as a person and play with your friends and run around and like just be yourself without having to worry about all of the stresses that come with existing in this capitalist hellscape just yet and I think having to grow up too fast is part of the reason a lot of people are in therapy and abusive situations do often force you to do just that grow up too fast so I think we just need to let kids be kids if there's one thing that you take away from this episode let it be that thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week Louisa Miller out